I didn't even. What's t- been I going on with that, you, man? I went to that freaking uh, the farmers market singles event thing, dude. <laughs> I'm glad you went. How was it? It was wild. It was a weird. Were there babes there? A, it, there were babes there. First and foremost, oh, for sh- for were there babes? Sh- there were babes. Single babes. Single babes. Did you plant a tree in that farmer's market, dude? We've been talking about gear for a while. You and ready? We haven't even started the freaking show. I'm ready, brother. I wonder what would be. I'm trying to think of what would be a good a good type of a good type of sing songy way to start the show based on the kind of riffs that were coming out of that freaking bass micro synth dude at the tap that thing sounded so good that thing sounded so good Gearbuds podcast episode 182 i love the number 82 that's my birth year it's a great great number you toss a nine in the mix and you might get all the way there bud 1982 Gearbuds podcast episode 182 my name is henry his name is dave hello and this is our show that we love to do on a friday earlier friday yeah we'll get to, dark this time. I, I took myself a little bit of a half day today folks Good for you. you deserved it gotta man. treat yourself and uh here we are making the best use of that freaking time possible by making a podcast Gearbuds podcast and let's do it here's your symphony of corrections and your weekly reminder cables are tone tubes yes they are you got to know that. And uh, thank you. We got to know that, too, that we thank you and love you. Henry, can I ask you a question? Do you still have the tone tube machine, the maker? Yeah, it's called my freaking fingies, and it's called Stingray. Because I need another tone tube. Oh, so Stingray has a the printer that allows you to print on the shrink wrap. I don't I don't have the I, means to do that. But you got the windies and the uh, I've got dude. I've got shrinker. I've got I've got tubes. What do you need? Well, I, you know, here's I'm the lousy thing. with tubes. It was my fault. Uh, a few weeks ago, I left my tone tube at someone's place because oh. we were jamming. But then I thought about it and I was like, I'll gift him You're with that tone the tube. You're spreading the TT love. Dude. I love it. 40 footer I mean, or a 30 footer. Whatever oh, it was. Jealous. It was a nice one. 30. Oh, dude. I think it was that's a 30. Dude. Dang, that's, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of tube. That's an expensive cable. You Do you got it? your friend there, I know, my, my buddy. But he deserves it, man. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. deserves it. Mm-hmm. So if you, got an, if you got an extra tone tube laying around, guys, let me know. Oh, dude, I've got, well, we'll take a look at, oh, you, so you need a long boy. All right, yeah, I think I probably even got one ready to go for you. Wow. We'll take a look. Uh, yeah, cool. Thank you for that, and uh, thank you, listeners, for uh, for listening to this freaking thing that we do every week. Follow us on the stuff, subscribe on the stuff, email us at the stuff, gearbudspodcast at gmail.com. And if you reach out, we'll shout you out uh, sometimes when I remember to, you know, actually, like, screenshot stuff and do stuff but we have a couple that, that, that we want to mention this week so first of all we've got new friends at kernum the makers of the ridge pedal that we talked about and and freaked out about a, l- a little bit last week just a hair. just a ditch and uh they they actually gave us a couple things that they were like really thankful to, and listened to the episode and reposted and stuff and said uh they're like hey thanks for talking about it one quick remark one of the topics you discussed you can use the expression pedal to blend two sounds it blends the sound indicated by the position of the knobs and the sound of the preset okay which is kind of perfect therefore depending on what you say as a preset it can control one several or all knobs which is also really cool and a little mind-blowing uh with midi you can decide on a minimum and maximum setting for the expression pedal for each of the 128 presets so that's pretty cool that's fucking amazing so if you're i'm i'm even more interested in in the freaking ridge right now but i'm even something else which one are you gonna buy though 
The ridge. What do you mean? Well, I'm going to buy all everything. What do you mean? All these pedals. The last six weeks, we've had one pedal that you're going to buy. <sighs> I, that's so hard for me to answer. The, the 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 total truth is that I have a freaking bajillion drive pedals right now, but I've been really craving a new delay pedal in the mix. So. <sighs> I don't remember when we talked about it, but I ever since we did that Maris LVX uh, is something that seemed quite interesting to me. I recall that. Uh, yeah, I, probably a delay of that's that's in, in, not even. I don't need anything. I I have more than I, I need. What is your delay? What right I want. Now? Right. Well, I'm right now. Honestly, I'm using a couple of Dodfather pedals, a, a couple of vintage. The, actually, which the the analog delay. That's a sick pedal. It's not. It has a good. Yeah. Bucket Brigade chip and everything in there. Are you and an then, analog or digital? Well, that's I've got one of each going on there. You have to, right? And I, I kind of want to get one of the big boy stereo freaky multiple things at once. We also talked deals. about the uh, the Line 6. I mean, the classic. The Deal 4 Mark II is freaking cool. That there's I, Honestly, we've been lousy. We've had an embarrassment of delay riches recently. There's just... How I, do you it, choose? Felt, it feels like for every, every week there was actually a new delay pedal. I know. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but also, we made some other new friends this week that we're very excited to get to to hang out with at some point in the future because our, we're not friends with a, those good people. We're at Wellstrung Guitars. Dude. We've been talking about them for long enough. Finally, that they're what are like, you guys doing to me? I, we're gonna go, we got to go meet them because they're so nice, and we had a good conversation. Can and, I say something? And, I want to yeah. take a little credit. I want to take all the credit. They, we were talking shit last week being like, they only have mint original finish blah 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 time machine they don't have unobtainium. they don't have player guitars we did we today did say that. i've seen two or uh, this week i'm sorry i've seen two players posted what did you a see 61 jazz bass and then okay, they wait, had hold on what did you well, tell me more about that oh well it was a um, Oli white refin with stickers all over it grateful dead sticker on the pick guard a bunch of cool shit but it's still a 61 jazz yep. bass. like fuck off dude it's awesome and then they had, um, I think earlier this week, it was uh, maybe a 335 or something, but it had a broken headstock. So they're like, this is the, uh, the repaired, obviously. But, you know, guys, you stepped it up. Players, guitars. Well, Strung has it all, folks. There's no freaking doubting that. We're coming. And we're going to come see him up in up, up there in New York City. Or not, not in New York City. New York Staten State. Staten Island. I think they're in Staten Island. Are they? Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, well, either way, we're going to go enough. see them wherever they are because they're awesome. And uh, if you talk about someone enough on the internet, they might reply. So shout out, guys. shout it out. And go, uh, go by check the way, pick us guitar. up in your time machine so we can come to just let us come for one trip. Seriously. That's all we I won't want. buy too much. I I'll, promise. I'll, 24 hours. Whatever you could fit in the back of the DeLorean is what you get to keep. Oh, Ooh. but how many people are in there? Just me and you in the front. Well, we have a driver. Yeah. So one person in the back. Okay. I'm riding bitch in the back. And then the other seat. How many guitars? Six guitars? We each get three. I would throw the cases out. I'm just like, I don't even want cases. Fuck the cases. Yeah, fuck the cases. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> if, if it's fuck the cases, we could fit way more than six guitars. Well, we'll okay, three, really fast. We're going to go back and forth. You start. Well, what's, the, what's the first one? What uh, year are we going? We got to pick what year we're going, and that'll determine up until which point we can get well, guitars. Well, we can both agree it's going to be in the 60s. 65 would be a good year to go. That's when all the Fender was doing the matching uh, custom color headstocks and all that. Okay. All right. I, I can agree. I can, we can agree. We can go pre-CBS tonight. and we can go. No, 65 is fine because no, but that's What's the point. What's the Gibson? It's like you you want to go to 59 and get like a burst. Well, no, you can still get 1959 stuff in yes, 1965. For like, for like $300. Oh, 
Right. So we're going to have to figure out. 65. Okay. Six, okay. Is that fair? Okay. What year do you want to go to? The only reason I'm, I have a little pause is because I like some 1968 Gibsons when they mm. came back from. You're right. Uh, from from the you know only having no Les Pauls being with the, the SG Les, SG Les Paul that sort of stuff those sixty eight Les Paul okay, customs let's hit nineteen sixty eight okay thank I'll you. be there with you my first one's a nineteen sixty eight Les Paul custom Black Beauty <laughs> and that's not and, the th- and if this isn't for resale this is purely for things that I just want to t- oh bring, bring back yeah with we're me. not just trying to be like um, betting on the sports book or something like that yeah okay now your turn nineteen sixty eight oh I, I was gonna say a sixty five Jaguar. Because last week I said I shouldn't want of a all the guitars in the world. We are going to take a time machine back, and and you're just like maybe a Jaguar. Like this is your one yeah. shot, your one opportunity. You're getting a, you're okay. So you're, are you going to get that go, that gold one? Fire Miss Gold, dude. Yeah, yeah, that was so, that was I so am. sick. Okay, you're going to take that one. Spoiler. You said we get three. Spoiler. So. You don't even need to take a time machine to go get that guitar because you can just get it from your friends. It's at only twenty guitars. Two thousand dollars. Or who, who was it? Well, no, that also, was a different place. Oh, that was a different place. That's right. That that was a beautiful matching headstock guitar, though. Uh, I'm also going to get another Gibson, and I'm going to get an EDS 1275, which uh, for layman's is the old double, double neck. neck. And uh, I, you know, the thing is, I'm not exactly sure which year I want. For at, in 1968, it's really just about vibes at that point. Like which one I can find that's just like the coolest? Because I'll I don't really I'm not. Uh, snobby about which year it is for that guitar. It, it, anything they know, only be, made those for a couple of years, right? It's always been on and off, you know. But I so I but I would probably honestly my favorite I think over the years might be Olymp- or uh, Alpine White. You know what's kind of funny about this conversation is that mm-hmm. if you buy a guitar in 1968 that's brand new, yeah. And me and you both like well used, well aged. It's guitars. not going to be aged. It's going to be mint. No, so that's one. Maybe you get one from like the early '60s that has been played a lot already well, at yeah. that point. But still, nothing. Yeah, their vintage guitars didn't exist yet. Yeah, there I'm was no such thing like, as a vintage electric guitar in 1968. Like a '51 P bass. Mm-hmm. That's just an old. That's just an older P bass in 1968. 17 years old. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so yeah, I'm. I'm but I'm okay. So fair play. I'm going to say. An early early to mid sixties, twelve neck alpine white. Oh, the white one. Mm-hmm. I thought you would have been going cherry, dude. I I that uh, that's the obvious other choice, but the uh, to me the coolest I've ever seen is the is the alpine, dude. It's the best. Okay, so I've got what, what was my first one? I think sixty eight Les Paul. Oh no, I, I might want to change that already. Wait, did you tell me what color you're going with? Um, a black beauty but so sure. i said i said a black beauty and then a white double neck but i kind of want to change my my black my black beauty to a burst now a 68 burst no well i, w- I would go with a 1960 personally well, no, that's another guitar yeah i know well, that's your third pick then i don't know Man, I feel like we're back on. I feel uh, like I'm switching. I'm Petal switching Island up. again, dude. Exa- exactly. Okay. Like wait. literally, go back to episode two if you want to hear us talk about Petal Island. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Wait. All right. So, what was your number two? Was your number two a fifty-one P base? Yeah, it has to be. What's what's the color? Whatever it comes in. Uh, I think it was match. It was. I think it was uh, either um, like a butterscotchy kind butterscotch of or the uh, sunburst two-tone sunburst. Oh, the two. Oh, the two tone is is. I I didn't used to be a two tone guy. I'm kind of a two tone guy now. So I found the first um, vintage two on the internet. What do you mean? 
The American vintage too. Oh, oh, the AV dose. They, it, they're selling it as used, but it's a demo model. Uh-huh. Um, it's something. Is it is it more than the original? It's like, price? Yeah, it's like twenty four hundred bucks. <laughs> Fuck you guys, dude. You're out of your minds. And it's a burst. It I, is. Bet, I bet Sunburst. I've, I will I've say, never. I've never cracked the numbers on this. I would bet Sunburst is the most. It's the most resold finish. Yeah, it's the most bought. Too. I wonder if we can access reverb stats to the point where we can find out just by finish how things sell. I don't know if they make their API got a few available. People on the inside. Got a we couple scrapers in there. Uh, do we've we've barely even made it anywhere anywhere through the symphony. It's going to be a bit of a beefy boy this week. Uh, okay, uh, let's just dive move on to the. Oh no, we didn't. We got to finish this top three. Okay, get get it together, Hank. Uh, I said I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. 68 Black Beauty Les Paul Custom. Uh, we'll just say 64. EDS 1275 and then now I got to pick my third one here. Oh, this is so tough. I've got mine already. I kind of want dude, I got the the reason that I'm even thinking about this, I kind of want an old jazz bass. I was going to say are you going to Oh, here's the other caveat. You have to get rid of all your other gear. No. <laughs> dude, that'd be so much more fun. Okay. Cuz now it's really Well, that no serious. because no because then I would have to get an acoustic and an, uh, and definitely I would need okay, an acoustic. Okay, I'll let you keep the acoustics. Okay. Unless you you can't just be like, oh, I want a forty two Martin or something like that. Well, if we Let's if you're electrics. telling me I've got to get rid of Ertang and all your electrics, okay, and the bass and the fort. Oh, oh, dude, this changes. Okay, then do we have to start over? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> is this segment going way too long? No, this is great. I it's, love it. Of course, this is I'm having way, a blast, way too dude. long. But I, the thing is, is I've I've so deeply fallen in love with semi hollow and hollow guitars too that's what that's why i might have to not get the double neck i feel like the double neck was when you already knew what you had existing but you also get a 12 string and a the six other string at the, the same other time. thing okay so the other problem is that i want the 68 because i think it's super cool and and it's just like a cool year and i like i like them i still probably would prefer to actually play mine which is a 78 which I I guess I should another caveat, PS PPS. I can't keep my same guitar. Yeah, you can't just. I what if I the, went back and got my exact guitar? That'd be dope. Before, so we would have to go. We're going to, back we in to, time. We would have to jump jump the machine up to seventy eight at that all point. All right, all right. I think I threw too many wrenches. In uh, there's some we have some wrenches in the system. Just I'm you know some firing some all spanners. Some. I'd I'd get a uh, sixty three Strat Olympic white mint. Mint guard. Mint guard. Yeah. So at that point, it's got five years of every day, three nights of club in a in a, in a smoky, a smoky, dingy yeah. establishment. Uh, okay. Okay. So all right. And that's and that's in knowing that you don't have access to any of your instruments anymore. That's what yeah. you're saying. Okay. I'm gonna revise. I'm gonna say 60, you can't buy the same thing you had. 68, 68 Les Paul custom. In the year and like new, which is wild. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my Martin that I've got already, which is gonna mess up the. No, space I said time. acoustics don't count. Right, I know, but that's gonna mess up the space time continuum because from 1976. <laughs> then I'm gonna get. I need a hollow bot. I need a semi hollow. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a 335. I'm gonna get. No, no, I'm gonna get a 355 from. Like the mid 60s. No, from the early 60s. So you didn't buy a base. And then I'm going to get a bass. No. Wait. 
Oh, instead of the instead uh, of the tall, instead of the double neck. Okay. Yeah, and then I'm gonna get uh, because not only do I want to have that sound, I also want need the way as much as I play guitar, I want to have two guitars like a ba- at least as like a backup or something. And then for bass, oh yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I would get easy. <sighs> it's so easy. I would. I might get an EB an old EB three. You're out of your mind. Why? P bass, dude. Covers all. I could covers do, all the bases. I could do more with my EB three than I Pun could with the, with the P bass. I disagree. I, you know how much I love P bases. I'm just thinking if I have to get rid of my not have a P bass or anything else anymore. Remember, it's 1968. So well, I know I would probably get like a, a something with clay dots on a nice thick board on there. You know, pre CBS. Oh, well, now you're talking P bass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. If if I'm not going to get an EB three, I'm going to get an old P bass. EB three. You know how much I've fallen in love with that. Dude, sound. those were like seventy bucks back in the day. This is for me though. If if this if it was a matter of going and getting instruments to sell, I'd go get three bursts no, it, and right. call it's it a not freaking day. That. No, it's not about that. What am I gonna play and do my thing with? And I would get. I would probably get. I guess it. It it would be hard to pass up a cool P bass from the early '60s. You know. You know. Yep. I do love those, but they're also big old fat boy necks and i've come to like the skinnier jazz bass neck thing too which is one of the things i really like about the eb3 it's a skinnier jazz bass i i don't know if i could get by with a jazz you don't like the pickups i don't they're not they're not as my they're not my favorite sound you like a fat what is it wide range humbucker on on the eb3 i just mixed two things together the wide range is the is the like fender Fender telly deal Anyways, that this was, was a, a long I don't even know bit, how we dude. got to that. That was a way I might we'll see if that bit even makes it, my friend. Uh we were gonna talk about stinky cases. Let's do it. What's the deal with stinky cases? <laughs> Honestly, I feel bad for your friend. What's the deal with stinky? Okay, so yeah, Jimmy Jimmy got a stinky case. He got By a the nice way, congratulations on that guitar, which I basically strong armed him into buying because it was such a good deal. You were like, I'm gonna buy it if he doesn't buy it. I was like, I'm gonna buy it if he doesn't buy it, and then force him to buy it from me because I. But think he, he got to go there it. in person and check it he out. Met up with the the seller from Craigslist, got to check it out. And what what were the specs? What tell it's us a what he 2020 got. Les Paul standard with a really nice top on there. Nice burst. And it just had a really nice burst and nice flame. And it looked like it was pretty clean and well taken care of. And but it had you know a couple bits and bobs here and here and there, so he didn't have to be worrying about being the first guy to put a ding on like a four thousand dollars. Yeah, guitar I mean, or come on. So uh, he got a dings. great deal on it, and I I definitely was just like. If I was going to do it, this is where I'd ball, and then this is what I'd take, and it was almost shot for shot how it played out. If he decides to sell it, he's not going to lose money on it. Absolutely not. But he wound up with a guitar, good guitar. However, burying the lead, stinky case. Stinky case. He wound up with a stinky case. Now, describe the smell, if you could. I don't... You know, it's... It's been a it's been about a, a week removed, so I don't remember the exact details. You've seen of the it conversation. in person? No, I have not. No, he okay. he texted me about it, and that it's. You said I, it was a mixture of piss and smoke. Yeah, I believe that was what. Yeah, somewhere in the urine and uh, cigarette smoke category, which you know, I'll be honest, I've heard about a lot of stinky cases in the past, and sometimes it's smoke. It's uh, very common. usually because. In the, in a, here's the thing: it's very common with new cases too. Like you have to. Really? Yeah, you have to like open up a new case and, and let it air out, and it's probably still going to be a stinky case for a while because they, how whatever adhesive and stuff that they use and put in there, right? Cases be stinking, 
And so it's interesting that <clears throat> I, I that you wanted to bring this up too because I've I feel like I've I've dealt with it in so many different ways. Yeah. And uh, I was do you, I was curious. Do you have any Do you have any tips for um, uh, dealing with stinky case? I I bought a. Uh, I think it was the Fender Jazz Special that uh, mid eighties. Uh, that actually sent you a mm, picture the black of headstock guitar, black headstock, yeah. white body. Anyways, it came in a case and it was mildew and all the cables came with extra cables and tuner like a, like a mm-hmm. little like remember the 80s tuner <laughs> like the one with the actual like wand that would go back and forth oh hell yeah i came love with those. one of those yeah the, i think it was a like bouncy a bouncy needle yeah, meter whatever. yeah point is uh stink like mildew now mildew's bad mildew's that's tough mold. that's mold that's like basically throw it in the trash right and what i did was i locked up the cables i sold the guitar and i said the case smells like mildew mm-hmm. that's fine um, but these cables especially really stung. Yeah. So I wrapped them in a bag with um, dryer sheets Yeah. for like three weeks. Just a garbage bag, airtight, wrapped it up tight. Did it do the trick? Yeah, it did. Huh, and I sheets. still have the cable to this day. Did you, you never did like a, just like a wipe down on the cable or anything like that? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. You got to prep it before it goes. Yeah, in. you got to prep it. I would say, yeah, maybe I even just will use just like a, a soapy watery mix. But I'll a, say this, man. A cable, that's rubber. A case, when you got the fur? Bro, case with the fur. That's tough, dude. Yeah, I would try, and my, my number one method, and, and, I, and, I, and I've seen others agree, is, is that putting it out in the sun and leaving it open outdoors with indirect sun to get UV light is one of the best things you can do to try to kill some of that stuff that's make causing the, the smells in there. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah, if you can't get rid of it, cause like I, I, another, another technique I like to use is, is a, like the hose attachment on a dry or a, uh, why am I making that sound a lot? Vacuum cleaner. Okay. Like the little hosey boy. It'll, it'll work up a lot of that stuff. Like the one with the brush on it? With the brush. Yeah. The, the hose. And just rub it around. Oh, that's work, a good idea. Work it up and down. Get Try to get some of the, the badness Look, out of there. I mean, you got to try everything you can. But at the end of the day, if you're not gigging a lot, me personally, I would toss the case out and I'd just buy something wait, cheap. Wait, wait, wait. In, if it's an original case, you'd still toss it out if it's like uh, an no, original? No, I would sell it, but be I would be like, this stinks. You wouldn't just like keep it for what if you ever eventually get rid of the instrument to keep it with the original case to be able to charge more money honestly for it. man like smells that's like bacteria and shit yeah. i don't know okay. to me it's not worth it yeah um i had a case for the uh lgo when i first got it mm-hmm. and it was in like somebody's basement reeked a yeah. first thing i did was throw that in the garbage it there's no fixing it so it's like mm-hmm. what's the point who's yeah, gonna some, want it you're right some things are beyond repair I especially would say. if it's like that was to be fair like um what was that chip wood? They would use like the weakest fucking wood. Yeah, those like particle board felt. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, who cares? Yeah. I mean, dude, it's, it's not. Yeah, if, if those are in good condition, it's nice. But It wasn't like the alligator skin, like cool, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know. Stinky my, cases. My opinion. Get a new case. Toss them, dude. That's your opinion. I, I think I'm not as hot on that, but I, I think, it, you know, it's good to hear. It's good to hear conflicting opinions once in a while. Gear buds don't have to agree about everything, folks. Okay. Get off our backs. Yeah. Uh, what do we? What else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Speaking of bursts, we already talked about bursts. Uh, mm. There's uh, one for sale that I sent you uh, uh, from a site called it was like Kesco's or Sesco's Corner Guitars. It was a '58 standard, and uh, it was beautiful, right? I mean, it was a nice looking guitar. Amazing. Right? But the reason that I bring it up <laughs> is because there was almost no description except for one fact. 
Do you remember what that effect was? It was lightweight guitar. Lightweight guitar. <laughs> what a is, 58. By the burst. way, what does that even mean? By the way, didn't even list the price because it's, oh. that's all, you know, it's, it's just call for price kind of deal, of course. But the, they're going to tell you that it's lightweight. Speaking of bursts, can we actually bring up the, uh, the video? Real quick. Oh, yeah. So there's a shootout. Yes. I had no idea this even existed. It was from that. So I'm on the My Les Paul forums. And of course, that's the nerdiest of nerdy Les Paul nerds that exist on the internet that I found. And so they're always sharing stuff like that. And one of them was talking about having bought some book that came out in 2016 that had this DVD companion. I, that's and, what I thought. It was like dubbed onto YouTube. Yeah. And so he took, like, he ripped a DVD from that that came with this book and then uploaded it to youtube because what it has is six different bursts from 58 to 60 that's it through the that's the that's the burst era jesus and he some really really good guitar player oh excellent rips through a bunch of blues licks over and over but then he's solo with distortion oh yeah there's all kinds of all six guitars tr- playing similar types of licks too, so you can kind of oh absolutely understand the difference. And 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 I would say the main there are, there are two my a couple takeaways. I What's your takeaway on that? The burst itself aged in such a wildly different way. Like some of yeah. the, 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 the I think the cre- the darkest red one was still from fifty eight. No, fifty nine. Was the one it the, that oh that was very similar? The to one that looked yours. You're right. Yeah. Yes, that one. The dark red. Very dark from fifty eight from fifty nine. So that must have just like only ever sat in a in a case or something. But then the other was like yellow. Almost all that red aniline dye has gone. And so that's one of my takeaways too. I, I think the easiest and and most obvious one is that they all sounded different. I think we had the exact same take. Even with the, we went within the same year. Like there, there were I think maybe three of them were fifty nines. I can't, I don't think it was two, two and two. I don't remember. I don't remember how. It might only it. been one of those, one from sixty. I can't remember how it was now, but uh, they all sounded different. Not well, not a million light years different. You could tell they're Les Pauls. They're Les Pauls, but they all sounded different. Played by the same guy with the same bone tone and the same riffs, same inflection, yeah. same types of licks. Really cool. So uh, we should, out. we should, yeah, we should share that on a thing or Shit. whatever. Yeah. Right. I don't even remember what that was called. Actually look up. Um, I don't know. It, there were, there were not very many views on it. It was like less than 300. So, yeah. uh, it's not, it's, it, hasn't, it hasn't taken over the internet or anything, but yeah, burst shoot. I don't remember what it was, but oh. we, maybe we can share it because it was very good. Uh, well, there was, uh, something else I want to talk about. Les Pauls. Mm, I don't know. I always want to talk about Les Pauls, I guess. Let's keep going. Uh, Oh, Here's something that I've been wanting to bring up. We're kind of this. We're having a little riff sesh, a little jam sesh in this symphony this week before we get to the other stuff that we usually get to. We I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, and it's something that's come up. And and I texted you about it, and uh, I'm just gonna get to it. Dead spots. Dead spots on the fretboard. He sighs, folks. I think people that get obsessed with this stuff are insane. Okay. All right. This is, hot where, take. This is where we're starting with a real hot bomb dropping on you. If you don't know what we're talking about, how would you how would you describe, Dave, how would uh, you describe a dead spot certain, on, a, on a fretboard? By certain, the way, we're talking about on guitars. Yeah. Dead spots on a guitar are basically like, I guess, like where your fretting hand is, there are certain frets and certain strings mm-hmm. that just don't ring out as much as the others. Yes. 
And some of that can be attributed to, you know, uneven frets and, you know, uh, bad need, setup. Need a good, yeah, needing a, needing a proper setup and fret dressing. Those are kind of separate. But once this is like assuming, that, assuming this mountain has been summited, yeah. you now still are like, what the hey, my truss rod's fine, but yeah. I this note feels a little weird. So the, the famous one on a fender bass is the uh, third string, which is the D string. If you're standard tuning, I was told the G seventh, the G string seventh fret. Yeah. That one too. It's basically at the seventh fret, seventh fret. Yeah. With those top two strings. Um, I went and tried to rep. I had, ne- I had never heard about this until well, you very said recently. you played this. The and I went and busted out the 75 P bass no, that I bought nice. from your butthole. And it, there's nothing there, bud. That's because that bass is perfect. That bass is so good. Yeah. I could, I mean, it's, it, or I concede it is quite possible that I just can't hear it, you know, that like I'm I, maybe maybe I, we should try. Maybe we should we should try it after the show. We had the we weight discussion last week about people who are like, I will not play a bass if it's over or a guitar if it's over eight point exactly. one pounds. Yeah, right. It's similar to that. OK. You know, um, I don't know, man. It's part of rock and roll. Do you think Jimmy? Ha- it's Jimmy part Harris- of <laughs> Do you think Jimi Hendrix ever gave a fuck about like dead spots on his fucking strap? I don't know. This is this is the thing that's kind of blowing my mind about it is because I feel Eric like this Clapton has been probably this did. has been a bl- <laughs> this has been a blind spot for me that I was oblivious to and, and because you're a Les Paul guy. I don't. I I have a lot of different types of guitars and 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 I'm sure that they have dead spots, but I just you know I think I first of all subconsciously have played a, like played around that kind of thing because right. especially on a six string electric guitar oftentimes you can play the same note in like five to six different places so there's that and but also i just i'd never really heard somebody talk about it as an issue that i have come to learn is a very real issue quote unquote however you want to think about it on the internet to people the videos and articles and stuff have been talking about this for a long time and not just like what I would consider to be but butthead, butthead ding dong internet people talking about it. When did this be, start to become a problem? That's my question. I think it's always been a problem. Okay. And I the reason I tell I say that is because there have been products to solve this problem Let's for talk ages, about those, dude. Baby. Okay. I got three word. I got four words for you. Fat finger. Fat head. Oh yeah. And backbone. Why are they all named like that? By the way, fat finger, head, and bone. It's all and part back, of the. And it's all an anatomical. Head, fingers, knees, and toes. Knees it, and that's toes. wild. Okay, so uh, the fat finger, if you've never seen one, was this weird little metal clamp. Brass, probably right. I, I've seen brass. There are a bunch. I've seen it. They've been making these for a long time. They still do, and you can buy them from your local establishment. And you clip it on. They're made originally. They were. I mean, they're made by. I think like a groove groove tubes or groove head or something like that and then fender owned them and i think they might still uh and you clip it on to any guitar but i think i've seen them most on fender guitars and it's supposedly fix. it's you do that for extra resonance which fixes some sort of dead spot then now, now originally there was the fat head now that one gets me dude where it's a full-on freaking it's the shape plate. of the fender strat headstock Kind of. It's like not because it's like sort of it's small. Smaller. Yeah. So it's kind of weirder. But it's brass. And it's made and of brass. 70s and ugly. And amazing. Oh my God. I've seen them both front and back. Like a, a solution that goes over the front and the back. I think the front one was like a, a homemade solution. The original fat head went on the back of the guitar. Mm-hmm. So it like went behind the tuners and stuff. You're right. And then also to this day, there's another pr- product that I think is even newer called the backbone, 
which replaces some sort of like it somehow gets involved in the and we even talked about it on this show years ago yeah it replace it somehow go in between the neck and the body of the guitar where it gets screwed together on a you know a, like almost a, like a shim there's like a it's a shim but then it comes out in this oh. L angle and then comes down over the top into oh, the back into the geez. actual into the cavity of the you know whammy bar right it's like that back like it's, it's a pretty long thing yeah and that supposedly also does some sort of enhanced sustained dead spot what's something. your opinion on these man I look I've never actually had one because I didn't know dead spots were a thing until freaking a week and a half ago. well another cheap um mod that they used to do which the 75 has is they would put another string tree on the top they oh, thought totes. that would they thought that would somehow solve the problem well and that that's also the that those guitars because there's no break angle the the string can pop out of the nut pretty easily right. up there but also i when i bought the guitar i had it i took that out immediately because it's so ugly and it's again like you said it's perfect, perfect. there's no dead spots so i don't know dead spots but uh, again they would not still be making products if there were not people out there that thought this was a thing. There's a sucker born every minute, dude. I guess so. It could it could just be one of those things. It could just be one of those sucker. And no offense to things. anyone out there Any listening. Any dead spot, <laughs> is, including Dan Some Lou, guy listening. Dan, our good friend Dan, who was the one who sent it to me. Now, he uses a lot of sustain. I could see him really enjoying the uh, the fat finger, I think, would be his fat. I want, I want to do that. I want to get fat head. Put them all on one guitar and a backbone all on the on same a strat. super Stratocaster. You had to put them on a strat. Okay, so now I have to buy a strat, I guess, just to buy all this stupid just shit to, to put on all there. these brass pieces. Maybe I could try to find one that already has like a, a fat head on it. Now, to what's part that going to do thing. to the weight of the guitar? That is the question. It's going to make it feel great, and you know, I'll tell you what, it's going to make it real easy to resell it once I once I hate it so much. You drill and, a bunch of holes, and it's like. 14 pounds and all the dads are like how many straps does it come with a young man <laughs> Dude, i love it man. Ooh, okay, we, there's so much in the in, in the symphony that we're just going to skip over but uh one more thing because we, we actually we typically update previous stories in the symphony we yes. don't just jag around like we are right now but uh this is an update because we talked about this before <clears throat> and it is now open brad pitt bought a fancy old recording studio in france what yeah do we talk do we talk oh yeah we talked about about this you're right and they're gonna rehab it and then like make it cool and they've rehabbed it and made it cool and it is now it's out it's out dog it's in the world after a year brad pitt and french producer damien quintelde have announced that they've reopened the doors to miraval studios down there in that south of france oh my god how much to record there that you know, I couldn't find. Probably have to. I couldn't find rates. Probably have to message. because at that point you're bringing a producer into. If and you have so, to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah, just get out of Dodge. Uh, he, Brad owns the whole estate apparently, <laughs> and it was originally opened in 1977. They did uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall, ACDC, right. The Cure, Sting, Sade, Cranberries, so many people. Uh, but it fell out of use, and they were like, "Yo, let's let's do this." Uh, Brad Pitt bought it. They, there's an original that which they kept SSL fourth uh, four thousand G plus console, which is pretty cool. But then they also design, including like including for some reason with Brad Pitt himself helping design it. This new modern console that they also have in there, which is it looks like a spaceship. It's wild. Nice. Uh, I, I believe they actually literally call it the spaceship. Now that I think about it, it does Dolby Atmos. They're super looking in the future. The, the The thing that I actually thought was coolest about it was that they designed it specifically with 
the, the idea that, you know, they want to have that old SSL and like a, a giant console and all that kind of stuff and in a, in a big old studio, but they also want to make it so that the modern artist, basically Phineas, you know, Billy Eilish's brother, the producer yeah. of that music and it's writer amazing. and all that stuff can come in with his laptop and Ableton or logic, literally just plug their machine in and then also be up and running. So it's not as, it's not just like, Hey, we've got this old, awesome space. Come record your rock and roll band. It's also like, Hey, modern pop, pop artists come in here and bring your whatever garage band session and we can immediately get you running and sounding awesome. So they're working as like too. a mixing station plus uh, actual the whole shebang. Wow. R- get the whole thing done there. So, um, oh, man, let's go. There. Let's yeah, do a podcast. I feel like we should just like re- Dude, do our go move to the South. Of the France. South of France is like a place I want to see. I've, I've before been, I, went, I leave this earth. I went, I've been, I've been through the South of France. For, yeah. I went to Nice. I didn't, I wasn't hip to like Monaco. Nice was and, where, um, Nell Coat was the stone studio. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I didn't, I, I was just there for a, like a three or four days and then, uh, but I, I honestly, I didn't, I wasn't into F1 or anything yet. If I was Monaco would have been freaking top of the list. And I just, I wouldn't even, I don't even care if the race is going on. I would just want to rent a car and drive yeah, around the, cause it's it. just the streets of Monaco. So right. I just would drive the circuit and I'm sure a fucking thousand people do that every single day. But uh, yeah, man, fucking a. So if you're if you're in the if you're in the market for a world class studio in the south of France, a recording experience, and want to be in the same place where they did the wall, you know, it is funny to me to be like, they're announcing the studio, and you're like, well, are people supposed to come there like normal people? I don't know. I mean, There's probably no not. No. Probably not. But hey, we we gotta have something to dream about, buddy. Gotta keep dreaming. Shoot, aim 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 for the stars. You know, aim for the moon, and you'll hit the stars. Which makes zero sense because stars are so much further away from the moon. <laughs> Like, doesn't that I don't understand? Okay, now that I shed on that parade, that means it's time for Dave's Docs. That means it's time for Dave's Docs. That means it's time for Dave's Docs, where he talks about a movie and we get into it. Wow, that was one of my worst. I'm sorry. You know who uh, gets a lot of hate? And I watched uh, a little bit of a doc and then did a little research. Who? Moby. Fun fact, I own something that used to belong to Moby. What? I own Moby's original copy of the original pressing of Devo's record, uh, Are We Not Humans? That's right. You've told me that. We are Devo, whatever that's called. Did you know that Moby? No, I didn't know. I don't know anything about Moby. I didn't either. But then I watched a little bit of a doc. Okay. It's not a Moby doc. What'd you watch? Rock and roll true stories. Your fave. When I got to get a quick 10 minute in, that's the deal. A tenor in the little Wikipedia and we're on the freaking way way, here. This is the best part. It's called the unlikely success of play, which was his record. Oh yeah. Yeah. And why Axl Rose and Bono convinced Moby not to quit. That was the title. It's such clickbait. That's clickbait doggy. By the way, I watched the whole thing. They didn't bring up Axl Rose or Bono. So you're I, lying. I swear to God. That's amazing. You can't just do that, dude. That's horrible. So he was born in 1965, New York H- City. Heck of a year. The year we time traveled to. Well, 68, I guess. We had to, we had to we push decided. ahead. Sorry. Would we go see a Beatles concert, too, by the way, if we time traveled? Or they Stones? weren't playing in 68, were they? I think they were done already. We'd see a Stones concert for sure. I'd see a little, little Led Zeppelin, little early Hendrix. Early zaps, dude. So 
he had this like synth thing going in the 90s where he was like really into like synth records mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then he created a like a punk band. And they released a record called Animal Rights. Moby's got to have I that went cred. and listened to it. You listen to Animal Rights? Yeah. And? Uh, it's like, I mean, it's 80s, so I can't get mad. It's 1985. Mm-hmm. It's like American Sex Pistols with like worse vocals, which is hard to say because Sex mm. Pistols have yeah. some wacky vocals. Um, anyways, people hated it. And it was a punk rock guitar driven thing. Um Basically, then he released another album. He was very like synthy or you know mm-hmm. oriented. And now Moby Play was the record. That wasn't it. Every song was a, a single or license or something like that. He licensed every single song off the record. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean like Coca Cola ads and stuff like that. He actually had a a thing against like cigarette ads, alcohol, like anything like that. He was like, I'm not, you know, focusing on that. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do my own thing. But I mean. It's a beautiful record. Is that the one that? Yep. I don't know any that's of the it. words. That's is that yeah. that's or there's the Dude, what? <laughs> I don't know what that one was. It's a good song. Uh it was in the beach. Um anyways. So but actually before that. He licensed uh, a song to the movie Heat. Uh-huh. Robert that. De Niro. I, I think movie. Val Kilmore, Robert yeah. De Niro. 1995. So his his um, agent was already like tied in to like all the movie thing. He was the first guy to license all his songs to movies. Like that didn't start until he really got into it. So that's kind of cool. A little, out of the, a little ahead of the curve there. A little ahead of the curve. And then they were like, wait, we can just rip people wait, off hold another on, way? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, sure. Is this is Moby short for fucking Mobius? Like, why is he called Moby? Has he always been Moby? Did they touch on this? No. Did you touch on this? No. <laughs> I, I just that to me feels like a question that as some anybody that has a singular out I, of the ordinary name. I was hoping you weren't going to ask me questions during this because I like. You know, I watched a quick. I don't have that many it. opinions on Moby other than I'm just like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. I I mean, I don't really care. So labels basically were like, oh, you can you can sell our songs or sell songs to us and like, you know, to mm-hmm. movies and make money. And they're like, well, we're not going to let that happen. So he was kind of the guy to like start doing all that, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he was labeled sellout, blah, blah, blah. Now he just has remixes. And now he just vibes. Dude, if you go to Moby's discography, like I was trying to find play. If you start scrolling through it. It takes like five minutes to scroll through his fucking discography. But is it albums, it's singles, all, like remixes, remixes? Yeah, albums, singles, blah blah blah. No, whole, it's all, all it's above. mostly remixes. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, play was a dope fucking record, and you should listen to it again. Uh, maybe it's really good. Yeah, I, it's I I've, I remember actually one of my exes was I don't remember the song, but was really into this one Moby song so much so that we recorded like our own version of it one time. How did it sound? I don't know. At the Do time, I thought it? probably somewhere. I haven't listened to it. I've, I haven't even thought about this Wait, in insert a long clip time. right now. Oh no way! No <laughs> way. I oh, uh, I'm trying to remember what the song sounded like. Dream, uh, dream, dream, some dream about me. Is that a song? I don't know. I, it's one of those things I have to hear them. Yeah, like 
Anyways, there was one gear spot. And it, what was it a drum machine? No. He was playing a Reverend guitar with a oh. black headstock because it had the Reverend logo at the tip, mm-hmm. kind of like an upside down Strat headstock. And it was pretty cool looking. And uh, that was the gear spot. That was the gear spot. Dude, he had a crazy gear collection and he sold off most of it a while ago on reverb actually but i didn't know that like when i heard play i was you know 18 years old or something like that Mm -hmm. i didn't know that like he was like a real musician who played real music and songs and fucking those were just like when when it becomes part of just the corporate jingle advertising part of your brain it's your yeah you're you don't even i I feel the same way at that point in my life i I just absorbed that music as content without even thinking about it that way it wasn't like oh there this is like a band or a musician that i'm listening to since 1985 yeah it was just like oh this is a car this is a car commercial or whatever 14 straight years of like playing guitar on Mm -hmm. stage like i don't know it's kind of it's kind of refreshing actually yeah, I you know the thing is is I also I I just feel like I don't I don't know why but I kind of have this feeling that Moby's done stuff re- more recently too that I'm just kind of like you're annoying so I don't know that I necessarily want to like go to bat for Moby right now because I I haven't paid I've paid no attention to him other other I'm not than, either I mean I know, just oh I'm not say, I'm not saying that you are but like it's I, like it's funny because like we can be like oh yeah fucking Moby rules like 1999 yeah. Moby and then find out that like oh he's actually a goat diddler or something like that it's yeah, like I'm not he probably is I'm not saying that he is this is not this is not he, slander he definitely is as, as, <laughs> world please don't sue you can sue Dave he, he clearly says I, that no but I don't um, want to be sued no I mean he's a yeah. vegan I can tell you that much I know and I'm pretty sure he has like no meat or something and I would say this somewhere the first time I ever heard like vegan, like in the world, it was from Moby. Yep. So that's kind of something. <laughs> Did you go out to dinner with him? No, I wish. Oh, that's the old. That's the old joke. It's like, how do you, how do you find out? Uh, no. How do you know a vegan is a vegan? Yeah, don't worry. They already told you. Yeah, I'll let you know. Well, anyways, fun. Uh, so six out of ten. Six out of ten. What plays? Oh, that, yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair play. Nice man. Moby talks. Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Moby's Moby's ding dong. Moby's Dick. I I did read that last year during Pandies. What's your opinion of it? Uh, reading it as an adult. Well, I'd never read it before. Oh, really? Uh, uh-uh. Moby Dick is a very long, very long book, and my opinion is that I I get now why I I think I understand why it is still hailed as a classic, and even you know whatever over a hundred years since it was written. I had a hard time giving a shit about chapter long dissertations on 19th century whale science. You know, there's a lot of stuff like that, that I just wound up skimming. Right. Uh, but this, I mean the story and the character archetypes, I mean, you see that stuff still, you, you, you definitely get an understanding of like, Oh yeah. People have just kind of been ripping off the like themes from this for a long time. You're saying it's still a classic. It's still a classic, and the way that it's written is also kind of hard to get into because it's written in, in not a not modern style of English either, you know. But it's still, I would, I would, I would recommend it. Would I ever read it again? Absolutely not. Did you do the audiobook? I've never, I've never ever listened to an audiobook. I have. Uh, Keith Richards' Life. Oh yeah. Narrated by Johnny Depp. The Depp man. Honestly, who can narrate something better? Dude, than Dude, he Depp? freaking shaved his beard and mustache off and Did looks he? like a. I don't know. I can't even. Good? No. <laughs> I would not call it good. No? No. Mm-mm. 
Uh, oh, this is, I'm not. I'm not trying to talk shit about uh, list celebrities. It's not my. That's not my interest. Wowzers! This has been. What have what, we talked for like episode. three hours? It's, it's we're close. By the way, I'm having a blast, Hank. I love to hear Thanks that. Thanks for having me, dude. It's, it's always a pleasure. I've got it's time where the sun's filtering in and making me blind on one half of my face. So hopefully, I can continue. You want me to, to put the, the sunshade down for you? I do it every day. Doesn't change a goddamn. Doesn't thing. matter. It's really awesome. So let's just get into some freaking future gear. Give Sophie a little little loving over there too. She liked me. Big gear news this week, Dave. What's going on? As always, th- I'm just going to start with what I'm most excited about this week because you're right. We haven't talking for a while, and I just want to make sure I got the right amount of gas to make it on the, on through here. Moog, Moog music, Moog. If you like to pronounce things incorrectly, has announced and released plugins. And that might not always be that exciting because have they, they, never have, done they have, no, they've done some plugins and I have them already, my friend. Uh, they've done like synth plugins and the Animog and a couple other things. What they haven't done is a package of seven effects, one for every one of the Moger Foger pedals that they used to make in one bundle that you can now download and use as plugins in Dude. your freaking computer. That's good news for you. As a man that has sold two Moger Fogers. And felt kind of bad about felt, it. Felt uh, more about the... I had I had the two best ones in my most humble opinion. You the, did. The Ring Mod and the Analog Delay. I, I, I feel most bad about honestly getting rid of the Ring Mod because yeah. that was so cool and unique. The, the Analog Delay is the best delay pedal I've ever had, but it was all... I like. I felt scared having it on my board. It was so valuable. So I just wound up selling it for, you know, of course a tidy profit because nice. they're worth a lot of money, but I still miss it. That said, now I can download and have access to all plus those two, plus the five others that existed in that line, which we should make clear. They stopped making years ago. Right. They for a while made those smaller. I don't even know if they still call them Moger Foger pedals that are, much smaller cases with fewer knobs. They don't have all the CV connectivity and expression pedal control and all that sort of stuff that the big one, big ones with the wooden cheeks and such have on there. So that's what this line is. These are those all seven of those original big fat honking Moger Foger pedals. Uh, they're all designed by Bob Moger. I didn't. I wasn't sure if he was still around when those have been designed or not. Or because if they just sold the rights off and were like, or you know, within the company, someone else had designed them, or whatever. But I guess yeah. he originally came up with these, and they were sort of adaptations from modular synth stuff that they were, he had already you know designed in the 90s and whatnot uh these pedals are direct descendants from these modular synthesizers and here's the thing we've always used them on guitars and like basses and stuff but now with these plugins you all of a sudden it's going to be so much easier in stereo which the originals weren't always e- able to do that in stereo now you can process drums and entire Dude. mixes and whatever you want with come on these, which was a thing that people still do like you have like a yeah, full you rack of these things of and shit. you run them in and out yeah. of your interface it's not in real time etc uh and i of course you know i, I don't have <clears throat> have all the original pedals i've played a bunch of them owned some of them as we talked about uh but from what i've listened to so far it seems like they both sound and act very close to what the uh, what the pedals do. I mean, I feel like, you know, if I had a question about Moog, you'd be the guy. Moog. There it is. You say Moog or Moog? It's Moog. Damn it. I like Moog. Damn it. 
I, you know, I, I, I have known that for a while, but then I also went and visited the factory. Is it Josh Homme or Hom- it's Josh Homme? <laughs> See, uh, dude, check it out. Each of the seven effects meticulously recreated, so they wanted to work just like the originals but then also they made it way easier to patch them quote unquote patch digitally because those pedals have all sorts of crazy ins and outs and stuff that you can do with them so now with your computer ableton whatever your inner your daw of choices you can do all sorts of really cool routing and control stuff with midi without and let's not forget before, yeah, it's great. If you have the the pedal, you can run. Of course, we've talked about you can reamp. You can run a line out into the pedals with some DIs, have a setup where you can process your signals that way. You can only do that with one signal. With these uh, plugins, like any other plugin, you can yeah. have as many instances as your oh, machine can God, handle. Dude. So now all of a sudden, you can have it on multiple different guitar tracks, automated in different ways, on the bass, on the vocals, whatever you want. Uh, if you don't know, there are seven pedals. <clears throat> It's one through one hundred one through one hundred seven. Although there's no MF one hundred six, which I don't really. What does that one understand? do? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, they just skip six. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's five to seven. So one low pass filter, two is ring mod, three is a twelve stage phaser, four is the analog delay, five is the MRF, which is like a kind of like an automated filter generator thing. envelope-y thing. Uh, Freak Box, which is a VCO uh, with uh, envelope and uh, FM modulation, and then Cluster Flux, which is the, always the weirdest one, but that was kind of this weird, like, you know how chorus and flange and vibrato are all basically the same yeah. effect, just sort of Depending time on, moving, yeah. moved around a little bit. It's that type of thing, but then also all sorts of wackiness. That was That's the one that I played, and I just, like, did not know what to do with it. But all seven effects come in the bundle. So guess what I am going to be doing with it is playing with it to learn how that thing freaking works. Because and you're of saying course I'm going to buy it. What are we talking price free? Well, no, I, well, I wish they were free, but <laughs> I thought it was okay. a free sample. No, they do. There is a one week trial. Okay. Uh, but there is a, the, a package that you can this buy is as where well. I guess. The and price, this is, dude. this is where you shine my friend and you, I'm going to say seven effects, all meticulously recreated like, for pedals that are super expensive by the man himself approved right signed off well of course he's passed away so not on these plugins but he designed the original the original circuits 199 <sighs> 149 dude i love what i overguessed. i do too it's the best it's the best 150 150 all seven i want to hear you and play- now you can automate them you can you know do, whatever you do in a normal mix with a normal plug-in, you can now do with these freaking pedals. Well, because I remember when you um, had to sell that that pedal, the ring modulator, right? No, the ring, I didn't have, the, the delay I did was sort of just like... I don't want to say you I, had to sell it. Yeah. I didn't mean it like that. No, but, I, like, but the delay was one that was sort of weighing on me. It was just like sitting there, I was like getting dust. I was like, yeah, ah, you're not using I, it. I, don't, I don't feel good about that. But you remember how it sounds in your head. I'm really excited for you to play through that again and be like, oh, Is this... There- this covers the bases. Yeah, and, and also, yeah, because that's the funny thing is that pedal does so much crazy stuff, but I was using it as just like as a simplest, basically sl- sort of like sing- single slapback delay sound, and it's yeah. like, it was the best one I, of those. I have a $1,200 delay pedal. And that's the thing is they're now a lot more than that. Really? Even, oh, yeah. Jesus. It's Yeah, it's it's gotten out of control. Um, so I will be agreed. I will I will definitely be buying those. So 149. Go get it, folks. Uh I gotta talk about another plugin because another this week, another pedal maker announced a version of their famous pedal 
as a plugin. I can't guess. Doubling down. Just go ahead, dude. I want you to even try to guess the brand. <sighs> it's not going to be. I want to give you a hint. All right. It's on. If you if you this brand if you're if you if you want to get taken seriously as a a high end high end pedal bro on the internet you have one pedal by this brand on your pedal board. Come on, for dude. years now. I feel like if I don't guess it right, for I'm years. not a high end pedal bro. Um, well, there are there are a lot of possible answers, but once you hear for what decades it is, or for years for at least a, for at least a decade, maybe just under a decade, somewhere around there. Not JHS. Mm-mm. No, Tide. That's a good guess. Even Tide. No, would but be my guess. Strymon. Oh, the Strymon bro. You should have said Hembry. Oh, <laughs> They're right, like exactly, sponsored by them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Strymon has released. Or I don't know if it's actually out yet. They've they've announced a version, a, just a plug-in version of their Big Sky, the their big blue reverb pedal That's that everyone one, has yeah. on their freaking high-end pedal board. Uh, it's it's got all of the same twelve algorithms that have been in that pedal, which has been out for a while now. I should add it, that's kind of an older pedal. It's like a digital, you know, it's a digital pedal, but it's been out for a minute uh, in software. So now, f- with all the same benefits that we were talking about with the Moog stuff, you have as many instances of it as you want. Now, instead of just being on the guitar, you can throw it on your synth with a different patch, and you can throw it on the vocals and whatever if you already really like that sound. Run it in stereo, yada yada yada. Um, and then of course automate save presets all those types of things perfect it's a, it's a reverb pedal if you need that those sounds and a plug-in you can do it now here's the thing I want to ask you the same question what do you think the price is on this plug-in I mean I know their pedals are pricey but like, I think that pedal is like I want to say it's like 400 say pedals like, I think it's like 400 isn't that much yeah I'm gonna say ninety nine bucks. It's one ninety nine. Oof. Which, For in contrast with one, so you just get that versus the Moog pedals, which we were just talking about, where you get seven. It's. I know that it's hard. That's not exactly the same thing. Well, those are models of analog pedals. This is the same circuitry or the same uh, circuit design, I should say, as the digital effects, because you know those are running on Shark processors on the pedals. So right. it's like it's running it in software on your computers porting that isn't as big of a leap as modeling physical things right uh there the other thing i would mention is that one of the sort of go-to at least as far as i can see uh similar types of reverb plugins that people turn to these days has been by valhalla people really love there's a few different ones and i was actually looking at it and at first i was like well those valhalla plugins are 50 bucks so it's like dang that's like a reverb that i could get right now for 50 bucks in fact i already have i have bought a number of their plugins myself uh the super massive delay there's a few other ones that a lot of people like but then i was also thinking about because that's just one type of reverb and so they have four different reverb plugins that do like hall and space and different types of things if you think about it you still if you're gonna buy all four of those plugins that is still 200 bucks which is the same price oh I, i just spoiled it what it's 200 bucks oh did we already get there I don't know. Yeah, we did. We definitely did. <laughs> what? You were going to ask me how much? Yeah, I thought I did already. Yeah. Yeah. One ninety nine. Uh, right. Yeah. We. Sorry, that was stu- very spacey on my part. I'll probably right. delete we're that. We're drinking some beers. Yeah. We'll cut that out. <laughs> and scene. 
so yeah, it's 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 a weird one because I think people would have been excited that this pedal came, or pedal plugin came out this week, right. but then to have that a couple days later, then Moog comes out and announces their thing. It's kind of just like, dang, that's a that's a sharp contrast. And between. Can I bring up like a a pragmatic question? I feel like I like a, I like a pragmatic question. So we were at Greg's, you know. Gregor's. Oh, so yeah, we didn't even talk about you. You re-recorded some guitars this. Yeah, past we week. did, and it was great. Um, we played through the Rev again, the D twenty. You use the called. direct, the direct recording solution. I love it. And um, what he does is instead of plugins, real pedals. So my question is, is it worth it to buy all these plugins, or just have like your go to pedals? Well, that's that is that is a valid question. I like th- that you can experiment with these plugins and stuff like that. Here's the argument for the plugins. You can have as many instances running at once as you want. Okay, it, depending on your processing, right? Which, unless you're running a potato, uh, I'm pretty <laughs> okay. sure you're. We're pretty able, modern. We're, yeah. These are yeah. These it's not gonna be okay. that crazy. It's not gonna slow down your shit. It, I, look to certain extremes, of course. Don't Just get asking me wrong. the big question. But unless you're yeah, it's not a compact potato. You're okay. fine. Then I would say the other argument is that accessibility i don't have any moger foger pedals i don't have any strymon pedals right now either so, well you know? that's what i agree with so it's like could what would be the difference between getting them and having the plugin getting the big sky you could probably f- find one of those used for yeah i don't even know for around 400 bucks or th- cheaper right for those moger fogers not even close you're, you're not getting you're not getting you're getting less than half of one of those pedals for oh, 150 bucks 100 yeah. percent. so i totally agree I think for those, that's kind of the argument is like accessibility. You can you can't buy those, and then also running as many as often as you want. Now, as far as the sound goes, mm-hmm. um, if you're running, you know, we were switching pedals on and stuff. Yeah. Is that you know, I don't know, quote unquote, better? I mean, what man, is... this is you're you're just getting right into the core of the ultimate gear argument right here. It, it's and it's always valid because I think it's it. It depends is the only answer. Now, I like the idea of like experimenting. You're like, oh, I've got the Moog thing. Mm-hmm. I can try six different pedals. This is fucking amazing. For me, the short answer is both. I don't think that one in anymore. I don't think one is better than the other or one is unnecessary. I think I for me, I, I need the combination of real things and fake things or quote unquote fake things, digital, easy, replicable things like the comedy for anything that I want ease of access and repeatability and um automation digital but then for if it's sparking creativity and uh grit and usually frankly distortiony things things that kind of like sound bad although there are exceptions that i really like a like. micro synth when you can crank the fuzz like out. the micro synth that we cranked out uh that which we we should even yeah we didn't really talk about that uh, you that can't recreate you can't, that though. You, that you can, you could potentially recreate it tonally, but you can't recreate it inspirationally. Just the feeling of getting hands on with something, have, even having hops. someone else there with you and hearing things yeah. slightly differently and moving it around and changing it up and and inspiring you. That that is always going to be necessary too. And we always go back to like whatever inspires you. Obviously, mm-hmm. it should be the main goal, right? So, so yeah, it's uh, on the one hand, will I be buying the Big Sky plugin? Probably not because. Uh, I have I already have other reverb plugins, but also 199 feels a bit steep to me for that's what, what I'm that trying is. to say. 149 for all seven of those Moog Mo's? plugins sounds amazing to I'm me, in. and it's yeah I'm sold. So it's it 
it's oh, it's it's shades. Part of it is also that I just really miss my Mulgar Fogers I know. and having an access to That's that. That's why nice. I wanted to bring this up. I'm like, I know you you weren't happy about selling that one. Yeah, and it's funny because in hindsight, I'm fine with the delay, but I. You the, miss I miss the ring mod. Honestly, that's I'm what really I miss. I'm really curious to hear you play through that and be like, I, yeah, I how close, you know, is it 99% close? You know, yeah, that's, that's, and that's the other, the final point too, is with that whole argument is if, if you get, you know, how, how far do you need, how close do you need to get for it to be worth it? Like, is it 80%? Is it 90? Is it 95 or, how many dollars or 98 too, right? versus how expensive that yeah. is and what you can afford? If, yeah, I, I, so we'll see. I mean, I feel like if, as long, if I can get, I would be stoked if it got me 90% of the way there. For that kind of money versus what it is, and, and you and have a great av- ear, available. so I would be like, I want to hear your opinion. I I will give that opinion. I think it's worth a 150 download to just do it. Oh, I'm I'm gonna do it. I I heard about this yesterday. I've been busy and I just haven't done it yeah. yet. But uh, one million times over. I'm now honest. and real quick, just to like bring it full circle. Sure. You can do that through the Kemper, and you can run it through speakers if you need to, or is it only recording? So it's in the DAW. So what I could do is just r- like run into the Kemper and then run my and, and as I normally do, process the Kemper afterwards with the Moog stuff. So like I couldn't, you know, play it live. There, it is possible. I there is a well maybe, but it you know now that I think about it, it would be possible to set it up so you could hit pedals just like with your guitar before hitting something else too there yeah there is there is flexibility there but with the kemper i realistically what i would do is run into that to your point run into that and then into those mo pedals or i really for for to make it even a little easier on myself i really like a lot of the universal audio amp plugins that they have like the um especially the fender stuff and the two rock stuff sounds really good so if i was going to really be making sort of like hyper if i knew specifically that i was going to be making guitars in that digital fashion i would just go universal audio probably their like basement into those maybe before and after the amp into those plugins i'm 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 glad you picked the basement because it's like a clean you know it's a pedal platform my friend yeah turn it up and get get moving Speaking of getting moving, Wowzers, I have no idea how long Dude, this is so far. Is we still like got a two-hour podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut so much stuff, but well, let's talk about a couple more pieces. We got more stuff. Let's there's go. There's so dude. much more stuff. Uh, I'm gonna save this one that I wanted to talk about because it's actually I bought it this week. It's a it's a an app, but I haven't been able to spend enough time with it to give it a proper review yet because I want to do that and uh, do it next week. We'll do that next week. So then that means the last thing we're gonna talk about is a little little synthesizer. Yeah, you know what? This will be good. No, this will be good. Okay. We're going to talk about a little synthesizer, my friend. And that synthesizer is a new Arturia Mini Freak that just came out. So, do you remember the Micro Freak or the Micro Brute, which I own? I do. And the Mini Brute, this sort of line of uh, keyboards that Arturia makes. Very cute. They also make... Like I said, the Micro Freak. This is called the Mini Freak. The Micro Micro Freak. I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's sort of like black and orange. And the the main thing that you can kind of tell the difference, other than the fact that it's a different color, instead of having normal keys, it has sort it has sort of like this weird like metallic key bed with like the shapes of keys, but it's all like flat, almost sort of like a stylophone kind of deal. You know what I'm talking about? Well, anyways, that was the the Micro Freak. Like the one you slide the the pen. Across. Yeah, exactly. It kind of looked like that, but a bigger version of it. Okay. And and that was. Because, you know, the synthesizer wanted to be sort of a unique, fresh kind of angle on that sort of world. People didn't really like that so much. So what this new synth that came out that uh, is called the Mini Freak is basically a 
big time expansion on that original one where it's still smaller you know it's a smaller it's not small but it's smaller even though it's called a mini freak that's just like sort of what the line is called about you know a couple feet long or so but it has real keys smaller like sort of mini keys instead of the weird metal board so it's like a full keyboard it's a 37 keys but they're slim you know keyboards um and now it also has two digital oscillators with one fully analog multi-mode filter and beyond that the original uh, micro freak was paraphonic meaning two notes at once this can now go fully polyphonic with six voices so pretty big upgrade i'd say about three times the upgrade if you're asking me to do some math uh it's got four voices mono poly para and unison unison which is always awesome in my opinion for both leads and big fat bass sounds where it just like stacks and slightly detunes all the voices together and then you just get like this big wow uh it's got two oscillator format the second digital engine can also be used to apply processing of the first so you can do like really wild wave shaping basically it's got all the kind of stuff that people wanted in the original micro freak, but now it is in this format and by the way has uh, effects, uh, which the original didn't have. So it has like reverb delay, probably some chorus and that sort of thing. EQ compression, different modulation uh, and a very advanced sequencer. So you can do all sorts of different like multi-note patterns and tweak sounds in real time and all that now, kind of stuff. Now does it only work through MIDI or is this actually like a device that you can... It's a full-on hardware keyboard. This is a full-on right. synthesizer so you plug that thing into a, a, an amplifier and speaker yeah. and it's going to do all the stuff or nice. of course it I'm does sure have MIDI has, and all yeah, that kind of stuff. MIDI. Right, you know. I mean it's, it's a modern synthesizer. Of course it's going to have that. Uh, here is something that is pretty cool. Hit me, dude. Uh, the users of this hardware mini freak also get free access to the mini freak plugin for free which is note for note sound for sound digital recreation of your hardware synthesizer now as a plugin in your daw so like not only could you control your hardware synthesizer from your daw and then run that back in the if sound you want of the to, thing actually. you now and like separately from the keyboard like the hardware synthesizer entirely you get a free plugin that is that synthesizer just in your computer so you can and then you can fuck with it do whatever you want oh, that's yeah super not have your hardware synthesizer anywhere near your computer and have full access to all the sounds and all that kind of stuff. Run a thousand instances if your computer can handle it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Here's one other cute little thing that I don't think I've seen before that I really like. Hit me, dude. I'm excited. We're going to finish this off strong right here. Do it. On the synthesizer, which again, it's called the Mini Freak, made by Arturia. When you turn it on, before uh, when you set it up, it asks for your name. When you turn it on, your synthesizer greets you by name. Uh, audio wise, or like uh, just on the, on the screen. screen. Hello, Henry. Hello, hello, honk. Honk. And whenever you create a patch that you save, it automatically saves like your name as the author of the patch for the file. Like if you're you know going to share patches or whatever, right. anything like that in the future. I just thought that was a delightful little touch, and I want all of my devices to know my name. To greet me. And to greet me yeah, when I turn you. them on as yeah. their overlord. Hello, Hank. How are you? Thank you for providing me the... You, I We are their their gods. We are We the provide overlords. them with the juice of, their, of the nectar of the gods, the energy that they need to survive. And they share it back And we've us. created them. Yes. And they, they share do. it back. They, they give it right do. back to us via various means and, and also subject I'm to entropy. I'm very excited for a lot of um, software stuff coming out, man. This is a whole, like... Well, dude, it's a the freaking. We live in the internet age, bro. We surf the web. It's wild, though. I chat on AOL in chat rooms. 
I mean, my bass rig should just be a keyboard with a computer. Just attach it to electrodes with your brain and think the notes. We're not. I mean, we're going to get there. So we're not far. We're we're not there yet. We still got to buy keyboards at Guitar Center like a Dorcas. How much are you going to how many bones are you going to shell out for that thing? At the local guitar spot. For, That's a nice uh, thing for that keyboard. Six hundred bucks. Five ninety nine. We have a winner. If anyone can't see right now, because they can't, I'm raising my arms in there. I finally nailed one. Oh, dude, that was awesome. Finally happened. Folks, he doesn't look at these notes. There's don't get it twisted. No, I don't. He did this not is, know. This isn't pre uh We're not we're not stacking the the, the results here, folks. <laughs> we're improv the whole time. That that was amazing. I can't believe we got to just finish the freaking episode with what you a great that episode, number. Man. Wow, I know. I can't wait 1982, to, man. I can't wait to make it wait nineteen one one blank eight two. I have good hangs, my friend. Great hangs. Great hanging with you folks. We like we like talking into your ear holes via the Gearbuds podcast. Do you think they made it this far? I don't know if they did, but if they did, why don't you go make some music? Bye.